We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for allowing our conversation with Why Don't We into your ears. We have a lot to cover. They have a brand new album out. It is called The Good Times and The Bad Ones. This album, 100% created by them. It's unlike any other project they've put out. I I really do love these guys, and I will forever have a special place in my heart. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. I beg you to subscribe to our podcast. And what are you currently listening to? Besides, why don't we, of course? Let me know who we should have on the show and who I should be listening to. Keep me hip. Keep me cool, please. Zach Sang on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> well, hello there. Uh, beautiful human, we got Dan here, we got me, and we got Why Don't We? Hey! Hey, guys! From, from a studio uh, that is home to a part of the album, but not the full thing. Right. So excited to hang out with y'all. How do you feel now that it's out? Oh, man. Man, I'm ecstatic. It's, it's kind of, it just is weird. It's like, here we are. It's like, is, shoot, dog. It's not is, the typical album release, but it's a good one. It's I good. I wish we were, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really wish we were in studio right now. To be yeah. I wish we, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I, I, love, we with I love the couch at your studio with the pillows. Oh, oh it's so nice. Dude. Ariana Grande, like, touch, touch that pillow. That's what? <laughs> What? What did you pull out? The couch misses you, by the way. Um, But, you know, it is different, but this album is different too. It is, would you say the most genuine body of work y'all have put out into the world? Oh, that is exactly 100%. By far. For sure. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's very super proud of it. Um, It's our baby boo boo. We crafted this album in a way that we wanted it to be. It's, It's the first music that we've ever put out that. Uh, comes entirely from us. Um, the writing, the production, uh, the melodies, you know, the the track list, everything is is straight from us. Um, so yeah, it's been uh, a little high pressure in some sense. Um, but you know, this is as a band, you know, all you can really hope for is that one day you write and produce your own music, and and the world accepts it. And um, that's how it's feeling so far, which is amazing. Yeah. Why now? Why were y'all ready? Uh, we we we're always writing. Um, why now? Honestly, uh, time. It, it had to be now. It was supposed to be four months prior, and then COVID hit, and you know that's just something you can't control. And you know you got to be safe, and you got to you know respect you know other people's safety and health and so we couldn't finish the album mm-hmm. uh we had mo- you know we had most of it all written um but you had to record it and that was the curveball that mm-hmm. you know was thrown at us uh but yeah i think the second we were able to put music out again we were like let's do it but but also mm-hmm. like we were we were just writing so much like on the road um we'd finish the show and then it's either like you go to sleep or you go in the back of the bus, write a song or you watch a movie or whatever it is. But it was like one of the few options that we were 
you know, able to do on the road. So we just got way down the rabbit hole and, you know, writing a ton all the time. And um, actually, Zach, you were one of the people who gave us a lot of confidence. I remember we were at a radio show. Was it in Memphis? Yeah. I think think it was. Um, But we were backstage and we played you a bunch of the stuff and you were like, this is really good, guys. And like, um, just like having people around us telling us that it was really good and not having it out in the world and only having stuff that other people had written for us out in the world. It was like, I think it we should we should get some of this out there so that that's what started the conversation yeah by the way it was very cool to hear the songs that you played backstage at that arena in memphis and hearing it on the album it just it felt not only full circle but also at the same time it feels just very true to you and it just i don't know it just it's different in, in, in a plethora of different ways so when did this album actually start? Was it two years ago? Uh, it was like three years ago, man. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's, it's been, been a long time. Bowie been growing up. Yeah, he's a yeah. little three-year-old dude. Like, <laughs> we just went through a lot of time while we were touring where we didn't feel like we had the time to even sit down and perfect the music that we had been working on or even really work on our craft in a proper setting. Um, but also, again, just back to the confidence thing. You know, we were writing, and for a while we had written... <laughs> probably 50 to 100 songs and we hadn't even showed our management we hadn't showed our label we hadn't really showed anybody just because we were like you know this is the stuff we're doing in the back of the bus like i don't know if it's good or not and so again you were like one of the first people that we actually like played stuff for and and wanted to get an opinion from and uh yeah from there the fire started and our fans kind of caught on and um we had played some stuff some early stuff for a couple fans way back um, just to kind of get their opinion and, and, you know, pick their brain a little bit. And they were also very much like, you know, we can kind of tell, especially by the end of our last tour, um, you know, we can kind of tell that you guys might not be doing everything that you want to be doing. Um, and, and when we played him the music, they were like, you guys got to put this stuff out. Like this is, this stuff feels so genuine and so you. And, um, so yeah, shout out to our fans because, um, they really inspired that as well. It just hit, you know, I was thinking about it today as I was listening to the album a few times, I was like, everything else was so good, but it was so polished and Mm -hmm. this is polished in a different way. Do you know what I mean? Like this is, this is perfect, but like there's still room for personality and it's just, I don't know. It, it just, it's different. different. Not a knock at anything else that you've put out. Um, what do you take yeah. with you? Sorry, you go. No, I, I was just agreeing with you. I was saying, cause you said not a knock on anything we've, we've put out. And like, we've also been trying to, you know, be very clear on, on that sense too. Like mm. we don't want to rag on any of our old stuff because our old stuff is our foundation. Come and on, like friends, we, every rage. Yeah. Eight, eight letters, friends. eight letters sent us on a world tour. So and good. you know, <laughs> that is something that's crazy in and of itself. Um, but yeah, it was very polished and it was, you know, manufactured and a lot of it was like in conjunction with our label and, you know, we had a lot of A&R meetings with executives and stuff about, you know, how do we go forward? And quite frankly, two years ago, three years ago, even, I don't think we were prepared to even write our, our own album or even, you know, go out on a limb like that. We just hadn't grown up in, in that way yet. And, um, you know, the quarantine, I think really helped that because we finally had the time to sit down and have the conversation amongst ourselves like who do we want to be like you know what mark do we want to leave on the world and what impression do we want to give people about ourselves and we figured i mean shit we might just we might as well just give them the most honest version of ourselves we can you know we haven't really a hundred percent done that 
Yeah, so right. w- was this reinvention planned out or did you, like, did you guys come together and talk about it or it just kind of happened naturally as you guys got older and mature? Uh, uh, we talked a lot about, I think we were who we were mm-hmm. prior. And I would say we were, we found success before our identity, which isn't always the case. And it's <clears throat> a blessing. I really do think, mm-hmm. but we were definitely in an identity crisis. You know, it was yeah. like, uh, one song would be, you know, way more on the top 40 pop spectrum. And the next one would be an R and B record. And the next one would be, uh, alternative, you know, it was like, we were just shooting out kind of equally what we thought would be good and what the label was saying would, would be good. And, you know, we were just kind of like in the midst of this on tour. And um, yeah, it was tough because, you know, we're we're having all the success, but equally we were so busy that we couldn't really figure out who is white only. Mm-hmm. And so for us, you know, COVID in a weird way, there was some silver lining there of like we we had to sit down for a little bit, even if, you know, we didn't want to or if management wanted us to go out and tour more or anything like that. We had to sit down uh, and just relax for a second. I think it just, you know, all those thoughts came forward now and we were like, wow, we can really, you know, be who we want to be uh, when we get back out there. And mm-hmm. now we're just waiting for the day we can actually, you know, get back out there. Yeah. <laughs> and the hiatus was, was good because in in addition to that, it also allowed us to be gone for a second and then come back with something very strong that we were very passionate about in a, in a very big way. And that yeah. was fallen. Um, and you know, fallen was our kick the door down single, like, Hey, this is, this is really, why don't we? And, and we're capable of this and we do this. We just haven't really gotten a chance to show you yet. Yeah. Do you figure out your identity before you start making music or only after you start creating, like finish the album? Oh, good mm, question. Yeah. Uh, you find it in, so many outlets you find it in who you're listening to obviously like what what sticks out to you you find it in for us we found it in our fans a lot too because it was equally you know uh i've heard this advice before but it's like when you write a song write one for you and one for the fans you know so that you find a balance and you know so we definitely took into consideration like what do our fans gravitate towards you know and that was part of uh, you know, figuring out the sound. But then it came down to, I guess, just, yeah, like experimenting. We haven't had any time to do that. Uh, I think the first song that started to go in like a cool direction was Love Song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was yeah. the first one uh, that started to go into this like alternative glam pop rock world that was really cool and we were like oh yeah i remember sounding crazy uh, daniel came over to my house and we were having a party this is before covid um (laughs) and i'd had a few drinks he he pulled up and he's like yo i have this crazy song i just wrote today we went out to his car and he played it and i was like it was so it was so sick that moment was really cool but i remember thinking it was so far like out of left field at the time like it wasn't even a thought that we could put that out and yeah. so I was like, oh, we should give this to like five five seconds of summer, or like someone like that, like they would kill this. Like, right. but I think like we actually tweeted them. Yeah, we tweeted them, and we're like, yo, we have, like we have a song. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, it you know over time we started making more songs like that, and mm-hmm. you know I'll be okay is very similar to love song, and all these songs started like forming this album, and we were like, damn, <coughs> this this is a dope album if it could come out. Yeah, it just started to. 
And, you know, the last piece of the cake is obviously, like, our team, our label, our management. And, uh, you know, luckily our fans really trust us and we knew they'd be on board, you know. And that's, yeah. I think that in itself is a blessing. That's not always the case, you know. Um, but they're they're so open-minded. Um, it was great to get and, uh, Atlantic's approval. As well. Yeah, they, they did approve of it, which yeah. was like, <sighs> we did it. That was a crazy day. It. Because yeah. we, they, Atlantic hadn't heard anything, and we made the whole album, and we recorded the whole thing, and then we sent it to our label, and it was this crazy like right. moment of truth. Um, and then yeah. they listened to it, and it was just like I remember we got an email from Craig, the chairman of Atlantic, that was just like, "You guys are amazing. This is crazy. I didn't ex like I didn't yeah. know you guys were capable of this." And that was like one of the most validating days. I was in tears. <laughs> We were like, if the chairman of our label doesn't know we could do this, the world does definitely yeah, doesn't exactly. know. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, yeah, we were at a Shawn Mendes concert. He said the same thing, kind of. Chicago, Boston, Atlanta, Atlanta. We we Sean was really nice. He he got us in like this really great seating, and after the show, uh, we talked to him for like an hour, and I remember. Uh, he basically said, you know, you do all the interviews and the meet and greets and all that stuff for that moment of getting on stage. That's like the best part of the day, you know, and all all the tiring work that you do all day pays off when you hit that stage. And if you don't love what you're doing on stage, then it it and will start to not feel worse. Like, then what are you doing? Yeah. 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 And we were like, yeah, you're right. We we really want to play instruments on stage. And he was like, you guys play instruments? And we were like, oh, shit. We got a lot of work to do. <laughs> we heard that a lot. We heard yeah. a lot of people being like, y'all play instruments? But, you know, when you're, you, we were in our own world, you know, we, we just figured. Our fans knew, so everyone knew, but not even a lot of fans knew, you know? No, I, but it the truth is, like, even I didn't know to, uh, to a certain degree, you know? And what ended up happening was, I remember bringing it up in an interview. And I've seen you guys perform a lot. I mean, not not like, I don't want to brag, but I've seen you perform a ton yeah, of times, yeah. you know? I'm I'm a fan. Um, yeah. so, I love you. Love back. Sean Mendez sets you on this want to bring live instruments into the fold, and that gets you crafting music differently, knowing that you want to bring that out? Yes. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Oh, and yeah. the whole album was written and produced for a, a live tour. Um, you know, it's very live instrument yeah. driven, um, which is very different than a lot of the stuff that we've done in the past. There's a lot of pianos, a lot of synth keys, a lot of guitars, um, and and stuff like that that you know it calls for all of that on stage. And and so it's a bit unfortunate that we can't actually get out on the road and play it. Um, but I mean, the music is great, and and that's all that we could ask for right now. You know. I gotta hit pause to talk about our pets. I love PetSmart. And the truth is, my dog Lou, he's a three-year-old French bulldog. Most days, he's the only reason I smile, and he's really the only reason I made it through this pandemic. And PetSmart has allowed me to spoil him no matter what. And for that, I am a f like forever appreciative of them, because not only do they do curbside, pickup, and drop-off, their stores follow all the CDC recommendations, but they also do free delivery, powered by DoorDash. Free delivery, my friend, from PetSmart. Powered by DoorDash, now through January 31st. They're, uh, the people who work there are just the best, too. I really do love going in with him because they treat Lou with so much love. They also carry the brands that Lou and I love. So, PetSmart, it's just the place. They make it effortless, easy, efficient, and they just get it done. Curbside, pickup, and drop-off, 
Their stores are pristine, but also free delivery powered by DoorDash. Now through January 31st, go to PetSmart.com for details. Why haven't you been playing music, uh, playing instruments in the past? Were you not allowed? Sort of. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I, it's, it's yeah a couple, kind of. couple reasons. I mean, some <laughs> one was like, time. Wasn't enough money to do it. Yeah, there was budget concerns for a while, and, and was, um, which was kind we of we were fun, definitely upset about it for, yeah. for a long time. You know, we were yeah, like, it's not how like we started. Like, it's not how yeah. like, the first tour was. You know, yeah, so I feel like definitely felt like in a weird uh, way we kind of had to. Uh, yeah hit choreo we had to like mm-hmm. fit this me- this but, mesh of what you know ultimately that's not what we feel comfortable with you know mm-hmm. and i think that like i i i'm not a dancer you know yeah, yeah but but again fans were the ones that you know that that's where it got tricky is you know we thought we had to do this really to please them and then they were the people to come to us and say we know that this isn't you. Just be you. That's all we want to see. And yeah. so that that was, you know, that was a really, really dope moment. I, I do just... think that, like, d- hitting choreo and, like, it, it gave us a lot of stage presence, which mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Yeah, was um, and uh, I don't, I, I think in the future, like, when we tour, I think we'll probably incorporate some of that into the show as well. Like, I don't think it would be like the best thing if we were just stuck behind our instruments the whole show like, yeah like i don't know um, I, agree. Yeah. I agree yeah no i don't no rag rats bro like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah did, we, we did the thing mm-hmm. did y'all play live on this album or ha- how did you put these records together yeah we yeah. played live on a good amount of the album mm-hmm. for some of it we had um like some expert professionals come in and like really lay down like some really saucy stuff just for the sake of it being a studio quality um, piece of work. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we've been in rehearsals and whatnot and um, it's sounding really great. We've, we've been having so much fun just like actually getting in and playing the records and it feels different and we haven't been able to do it in front of a crowd at all. Um, But even just in the rehearsal space, it feels different. Play, actually playing these songs and performing them than yeah they're has they're meant the to be live for and sure. yeah it's so fun man and in the same way how it, it feels new to us and to our fans and probably to the world um, but we're also throwing it back to our roots you know like oh, we're taking God. it back to to what we grew up doing we grew up solo artists playing guitar and keys and doing YouTube covers on it <coughs> all and you know producing loops and and that whole thing so we're really taking it back to the place that we started we're just throwing which it is, back is, which is interesting as well what is it like arranging a performance like this and, and it's songs oh. that you've made a hundred percent on your own yeah um it was really cool especially on the song gray um that it's like kind of the ballad of the album uh but we actually it was right before covid hit um and we got studio a at Capitol records uh for the for the day and we had a was it a 22 piece orchestra um, or 18, 18, 18, 18 piece 18. orchestra um, in there. And it was like the most insane feeling to, you know, a song that we wrote completely. Yeah. This is the, this is the score of it that they, that they played. Oh, wow. I don't know. It's, it's super bright, but yeah. so every, everybody's in the, really in the crazy. studio. We've got cellos, you know, bass, stand up bass and violins and all this crazy stuff and they're all playing the sheet music to gray and there's a conductor in there doing the whole it was like whoa this feels huge the the strings hit in such an emotional way i read that that's zach's favorite from the album Mm. gray yeah 
Um, no. I mean, it's not that I hate it. I think it's just, I love the lyrics and I love everything about it. Like, it's definitely not... Is that bad that I just said that? <laughs> no, the internet lied. It's okay. <laughs> no, because it's not like, I don't think I would consider it my favorite, because I like more upbeat songs. That's just how I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my favorite, as of right I now, I mean, it changes every day. Uh, I'll Be Okay is my favorite right now. Yeah, but uh, Gray, Gray is still, I think, the most, the best written song on the album. Yeah. Who were you uh, speaking to in so Gray? Funny. And how does that song begin? Uh, that song, who are, who are we speaking to, did you ask? Yeah, because it does sound like you're talking to one person or a group of people. Yeah, um, that song is about just like a really kind of low point right after a relationship and uh, feeling like might you know you might have messed up and it's not it's not a great it's not yeah. a great time and it's i think it was cool to incorporate that into the song how does that work does somebody go through something and then you go to daniel and you kind of dissect it what is the process like yeah, it just sort of formed yeah me and daniel wrote that um summer 2019 i think and we had a session booked that day with uh, michael pollock who's an amazing writer and uh we just, they, like, I remember our A&R called us and we're like, hey, we have the studio for a couple hours beforehand. If you guys want to get in, we're like, all right, free studio, let's go. Like, that yeah. sounds fun. And so we pulled up and that, that song came out. And then Michael Pollock pulled up for the session and we had the song done. And he, he was like, what were you guys working on? And we played it for him and he was in tears by the end of it. And it was just like this crazy moment of like, wow this must be really good. Like we got to fight for this music. Um, and, uh, that was, that was a really cool, cool moment. And, uh, yeah, definitely some personal stuff in that one. Does it get easier sharing these personal antidotes? Because I feel like each song is a personal antidote. Um, um, I think for a while we were really in this headspace of, uh, being, I, I would say too closed off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know we. I feel like there was a bit of like this, like we we had a bit of like boy band training, as like every band does, and I, I think we were kind of taught to be more okay. closed off than we should be as artists. Mm-hmm. Um, as stars, it could be great, but I think we, with this album, really were like we want to be artists more than anything else. We want and and the the best art is the most honest art. You know, I was right. just mm-hmm. listening to a Olivia Rodrigo's new song and talk about an honest song you know it's every lyric just is so real and um, that song is beautiful um Mm -hmm. and i i think that's where uh with every song on this album we wanted to come from was just like it it felt weird it felt like very against the rules in our uh in our brains you know to to write like oh we're gonna write about actual things that we're gonna write about people we've loved (laughs) and people we've hated and people you know like it, it felt like some like shameful thing to do or not shameful. That's a big word to use, but yeah, it didn't feel like the right thing to do, but equally we were like, this is what is, you know, it was more of a journal than like a song we thought we were coming out with when we wrote them. And now here we are coming out with them and, you know, fans are like, Oh, this like, this one means so much to me versus like, it's just sounds good. You know, and I, and think, I think that's new for us. There's a lot, that's a lot more like payoff, at least for me too, as an artist knowing like, okay, I went through something then wrote about it. And it's actually out in the world, helping other people go through the same thing yeah. that I did. Like, and, and knowing that, you know, they're not alone in that. I think well, that's really cool. I think a song that really captures that is 
be myself. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and that's crazy. That's my favorite. That and love song. I've been. Whew. Yeah, those are crazy. Another thing I read on the internet. So correct me if I'm wrong. Did that song start with a conversation between Jack and Daniel? Yeah, it was yeah, Jack yeah. and everyone yeah, actually. It was Jack and everyone. Um, we all just sat down and Jack kind of. This was like during COVID, was, right when COVID kind of started. Well, no, after like we were taking a second away from each other for like two months, mm-hmm. uh, we ended up seeing each other again. I met up right back ever, in this room. I don't think we'd ever been anxious around each other until that day. Yeah, it was weird. Um, we, we, yeah, we we went from like the high of touring together to like being home away mm-hmm. from we hadn't been separated from each other in <laughs> three years yeah for a single day yeah. like literally it yeah. was like uh so yeah it was it was like weird not seeing each other that long and then suddenly catching up in like normal life like reality like we remembering out, like oh yeah. we are a band <laughs> yeah, yeah like it, it was but i don't know it was like it was just like we didn't even like know what to talk about because we honestly had done everything together already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In those three years, we lived so much life <laughs> oh that it was God. like, what do you talk about when you've traveled the world together, played for thousands of people, literally been in just about every situation that you could think of together every day, 25-8, and then, yeah, you don't see each other for each other, a each month other or two. Yeah, what do you talk about? Like, it was weird. So Jack so Jack came in that day, and um, and he kind of just opened up about how he was feeling, how anxious he was. And it's weird because we all, I mean, we all, like, felt the same way. Yeah. And, like, we were all like, dude, like, we feel you 100%. Like, it's been so weird. And, um, yeah. And it was such a good way, I think, for us to get back into the swing of things together, too. Like, after not seeing each other, one of the first conversations we had was, like, just about how we've been feeling over the break. And, and although it was an, a negative conversation, you know, about, like, anxiety and, and, you know, feeling that and sadness and whatever, it was... I think on a positive note, it was it, it brought us back to that space of like, yeah, like we're brothers and, and we can talk to each other about this. We should talk yeah. to each other about this. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. W- was it hard at first, Jack, to bring that up? Or did you know that you, you know, they were the people that you could go Honestly, to? Honestly, it was weird for me because, like, it was like I felt so, like, scared every day that I, I was just to the point where I was like, I just want to, like, ask someone about it. Like, to, because I would look on Google all the time, like, why do I feel this feeling? Why do I feel this feeling? I freak myself Bro, out. Google makes it worse. Yeah, <laughs> web <laughs> You're about to die. <laughs> like, it was like, anything I looked up, though, they're like, oh, it's just anxiety. I'm like, why is anxiety like this? So I ended up, you know, going to the guys, and I'm like, yo, like, it's honestly really hard for me to, like, go to the studio because I'm, like, always, like, in my head thinking I'm, like, about to die. Yeah, like, you were saying you couldn't even drive. Like, Yeah, like, I couldn't drive. Like, it scared me to drive because I've, but like just experience some weird things well, in like, my head. Dude, but. even in, you can't discredit too. Like, there is really a high to being on tour and playing for people every night and being looked at in that way. I don't know if is it called serotonin or what is the like 
There's yeah, a drug in your dopamine. The dopamine sure, level. Yeah. The dopamine. I read this whole article. I think Sean talked about it, and I looked into the doctor that he was talking to, and your dopamine levels go skyrocketing, like the, way more than they should. And it does. It it's like a high, and the come down is pretty crazy. Like we went mm-hmm. from literally touring, you know, three years straight, playing shows every night. Like you're in this like world where time doesn't exist. Nothing really matters out there. Which yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad, you know. But you come back home, and reality just smacks you in the face. Like yeah. you know, it's so yeah. cliche, but you're doing your laundry, and you're just like so like. <laughs> What is Whoa. going on? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it hits you. It hits you in the weirdest ways. But um, well, it's really easy on tour to like completely, like like things will come up if it's anxiety or you know feeling sad or you know thinking about certain things, and it's so easy to just kind of like push that right back down because you have something to go do. It's like oh, I can run off to go do meet and greet and then our show and then. <laughs> a promoter wants to take us out and we're in Barcelona tonight. Like, this will be awesome. And then you don't have to yeah. think about it. And it just is this continuous thing. And all of a sudden you're a year down the, the road and you're like, whoa, the what is life? And then you hit quarantine and it's like a whole different thing. So I think that's what yeah. that whole conversation was like. Jack, does Jack. Mu- oh, go ahead, Zach. Does music at all help you manage anxiety or i mean it's it's not really a solvable problem i mean it is i guess for some people but it's more of a management thing right yeah um yeah totally like because with be myself um daniel came to the studio and like showed us and i hadn't listened to the lyrics really i was listening to melodies and like production and i was like yo this is so dope (laughs) but then daniel sent it to us to listen to and on my way home i was i started playing it and i was like I listened to the lyrics and I realized like it was literally everything I was going through and I started like crying so I'm like holy shit like this is like like crazy and I went to Daniel the next day and I was like I went up to him and I hugged him I was like yo thank you for writing this and he's like yeah dude I wrote it about you it's beautiful yeah no because it brings you closer together right oh yeah totally and then it was just crazy because I'm like well shit I love my bandmate. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it, it was like a different closeness. Like we've been close in a way where like when you're on tour, we all equally don't have to give a shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and then being home, we all equally had to figure out, you know, what to care about and who to care about together. And that was like mm-hmm. a whole different we hadn't been close in that day, way, yeah. you know. That was new for us, but uh, and I think it for every artist, I think they could agree it, in a weird way. It was really good for everyone. Oh, super yeah. good. Yeah, uh, Jack. I was gonna ask. You seemed so happy when you were you were in Hawaii with your daughter. Do, yeah. Does the feeling of anxiety kind of get lifted when you're there, or do you still have it? Oh, when yeah. You're, yeah, that's what you said, huh? Yeah, it's because I just start like I was going through a lot of personal stuff at the beginning of the year. Um, with just like you know trying to see my daughter and stuff because covid hit and um i think like in the back of my brain i was just like super like sad that i couldn't see her and it was like stressing me out um so i we finally like figured out how to how i can like go see her every month now and it's it's been so good like i can you know watch her grow rather than just like not see her for a few months and she's like so much bigger 
It's like crazy, but like now she's like talking and walking, and it's ridiculous. She's a human now, like a real one. We haven't gotten to see her in a really long time, but he always FaceTimes us all like when he's with her, and it's the (laughs) best. She's always like, hello. (laughs) She's like, like, hello. Bike. Bike. The other day she goes, that's a bike. (laughs) (laughs) Being a part of that and and being able to watch this human being that you created grow and turn to a real life person that can do things that is it's pretty sure. remarkable and it changes the way you look at life right oh yeah <laughs> totally like it hit me today pretty crazy because i was like because i'm looking at this ring i got this ring for christmas my mom got it for me and it has her birthday on it, it says 422.19 and i was looking at it, i was showing casper our photographer you guys know him. um and i was like holy shit, like, April's right around the corner. <laughs> like, it's lit- she's about to be two years old. Like, my my own daughter is about to be two. That's crazy. Like, that, like, trips me out Imagine so much. Imagine your daughter being ten. I know, that's yeah. what. That should be crazy. <laughs> I know, John was like, yo, just wait. Like, you have no idea. <laughs> I can't wait till she can, like, come to our shows and, like, oh actually, like, <laughs> understand what's going on. Dude, what the heck? Imagine your so daughter crazy. being, like, 15. Oh, no. Oh. That's crazy. Lav. To think about. Like, well, I'll be, like, That'd be 30, so right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When she's 15, I'll be, like, That's crazy. 34 or something. 35, 36. I don't know. I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> this I'll, is why I am an artist. <laughs> I, I want to keep going track by track here because I, I want to really go through the entire album. It is. Yeah. It's so good for you. What? Where does that song uh, start? Uh, that started Dallas on the Jingle Ball tour. No, that one's. No, or no, it didn't start there. Yeah, 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 you had the Asia. melody in Asia. Yeah, but we actually Indonesia, wrote the majority right? of it. We yeah. did write the majority of it in Dallas. In Dallas. We, after watching the Travis Scott documentary. <laughs> um, <laughs> such a good documentary. But yeah, that one started in... Uh, where was that Lazy River Hotel? It was Jakarta, uh, right? Jakarta. Jakarta. <laughs> yeah, we started oh, yeah. that one in Jakarta. Um, I was listening to uh, Takeaway, Lennon Stella. Ooh. Uh, smokers and i was like oh that, that hook was crazy mm-hmm. um and that's where it started and then we kind of just left it there um and then me joan and corbin finished that one in dallas like mm-hmm. on the same tour but you know like a month later or so when we were there mm-hmm. so it, does a song start with production for you or is it starting with lyrics typically. usually some production like some chords some chords, melodies, typically first, and then the lyrics like after that. Yeah, we start with something that just catches your ear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something where you're like, "Ooh!" And then once you got that, now you got to dig into like, what is the song saying? You know, what are you trying to say, and all that, and mm-hmm. that typically follows. Mm-hmm. So, a song like "Be Myself," did you already have the production done, and then the story came, or did you do it all at once? So. Uh, I had, well, so I actually, <laughs> I had like this weird, uh, thing where I just had like a hunch that we had to make a song that we could do on tour, uh, with no, you know, lights, production, anything, just us around a mic with guitars and our instruments and just like very like Mumford and Son style, you know, mm-hmm. just something so stripped down, 
Um, and so that was like the idea going into it. Uh, and yeah, I just had like the, but that one, the lyrics actually came pretty in hand with the melodies. Um, cause the second I put that down, it felt very like in that vein, you know? Mm. And I feel like that you can, you know, if you just heard the music, you could feel that it would lean that way. Like that's typically how you decipher what to write about. So, Okay, we're going to go back to I'll Be Okay. Um, there's a moment where there's just like a voice memo in there. Something about this shit sounding sick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah at the uh, end. Yeah. That's, oh, that was shit, in the studio, yeah. I think. What, what it, you just did like an ad-lib yeah. take or something? Yeah. And, yeah, and at the end he just goes, oh shit, that sounds sick. And we, and we just decided to keep we it. We were just like, like oh, that's, that's dope. Let's keep that in there. Yeah. yeah. Again, we could just mess around and try things, you know. We were like, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. Right, let's put it in. You know, yeah. it's not, it's just music. It's not that serious. Yeah. It's just music. It's just music. Is that where the laugh at the, be- at the beginning of uh, Look at Me came from, just playing around? <laughs> uh, that was, that was from, that's actually the Joker, uh, Heath Ledger. That's like a sample from, from the movie. Um, and he's like, look at me, look and he's like me. laughing. Um, yeah, that was just random messing around. That was our yeah. mixer master guy, Jason Joshua. He, he sauced that one up. Or was that Mike? I think Mike Seberg. Shout out. Mike. Shout out Mike. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, it was funny. Cause yeah, we were trying to think of like an intro for the song before he goes straight into just the bass line. Uh, and <laughs> Mike was like, he looked up, look at me audio. And there was this video that was like 10 hours of look at me. And like (laughs) two minutes in, thank God it wasn't like two hours in. But two minutes in, the Joker popped up and was like, look. And we were like, oh my God, we need that. Put that in. It was was perfect for it. I I have in my notes, so sly and sexy. That was my takeaway from the record. Just, uh, you know. Sick, thanks. It's a groove. Yeah, you got from you it. should have heard the original song of that. <laughs> There's a yeah. whole rap song over it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did this yeah. thing uh, where when we're bored, sometimes on tour or just not on tour, we'll just make like the hardest rap song we can possibly make. Like it just sort of like removes the writer's block. <laughs> um, so that beat came from one of those songs, and the beat was so good. We were like, we should try to like use this for something. And then look at me happened after that. Uh, you guys said you wrote a song and then you didn't think it would be for you. You were thinking about pitching it to Five Sauce. What did that turn into? Uh, that song, we that was Love Song. Love Song. Oh, you said oh, that. Okay. That was Love Song. That yeah. was Love yeah. Song. Yeah, we thought it was very in their vein. And then we were like, Not that this, this is, why don't we song? And then yeah. we, now we're coming out with it. So that's pretty nuts. So whose story is that? Um... Well, Daniel wrote it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You could say it was my story. It was his story. story. Wouldn't you feel weird giving that song that I guess I would assume was very personal to you to another band? Uh, no. I. I mean, if you know, music is meant to hopefully connect with more than just you. I think if a song only relates to you, you're doing something wrong. So Mm -hmm. you know, I. I I mean, I think it would have been cool, but I'm glad that we decided to keep it. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, like Julia Michaels wrote "Sorry" and gave it to I was, Justin dude, Bieber. That was just in my head. Right? Oh, really? <laughs> there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of trades going on for sure. Yeah, no, I'm glad we kept that one because now it's one of my favorites. So, but at the time, we were very in this place of, you know, we're we're coming out with the songs that you know the label's bringing to us and that sort of thing. So we were like, I don't think this one's gonna come out, you know. And then the day came where we finally were like. Put a foot down and come out with this smash. So, what song off this album best captures who each and every one of you are right now? Whoa. Oh, man. Um, I'd say a love song. Which song? To start off on topic. Uh, I would say right now, For You. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good one. For me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like. Lotus Inn, for me, I feel like Lotus Inn is just like a happy song about, you know, just like meeting a girl and you're trying to get her and you never want the night to end, whatever, having a good time. Which, by the way, I Google Lotus Inn. It is a real motel near LAX. It looks disgusting. Yes, that's crazy. <laughs> we figured that out after we released it. We're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stay there. Um, <laughs> Jonah, did you answer? I don't think so. Uh, I didn't. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think Stay. I love Stay so much. That one has been stay, connecting yeah. with me lately. Yeah. Your favorite one right now? Yeah. I, it kind of switches off, though. It's interesting. Yeah. Did you answer, Jack? Mine's for sure. Look at me. Yeah, All the way. Kind of connecting with Look at Me. Yeah, Look at Me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. Yeah, yeah I'm Fire. connecting a lot look with Look at Me. At me. <laughs> the good times and the bad ones. That is the album. There's a link in the description below. You really yeah. should listen to it. It's a phenomenal body of work. I, Thank you. Thanks, man. What have you learned now that this album is done? Uh, <laughs> make music to just have fun and make music. Yeah, yeah. that's the biggest thing. Don't mm-hmm. try to, you know, be someone else. Mm-hmm. Don't think too much. Yeah. And if you have a goal, go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If you have a dream, don't give it up. Yeah. That's true. And we've really gotten the chance to, like, come into our own uh, with this album. And, um... You know, we really built up the confidence within ourselves to be able to do this. And mm-hmm. it's been so fun just being actual, like, like the actual center of the creation process yeah. has been mm-hmm. like that was the newest thing for us. And it's been so incredibly fun and um, validating and yeah. super validating. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. live your life. Like, don't take no for an answer. Follow your gut. I feel like yeah, we did a lot of that. Like we, we kind of just knew we, we should do this, you know, we, yeah. this is how we started before we were even in the band playing instruments. So mm-hmm. now it's like, it's just, it needed to be done. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. You've brought yeah. up Sean Mendez once or twice. Do you think this album is going to change the way your peers see you? Uh, I would hope so. Yeah, I, I hope would so. hope so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Daniel, um, it's v- very few people can write a song hundred percent on their own. And I'm pretty sure you have at least one where it's just you, right? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Actually, it's you've a got, like, couple. Two. I think two. Yeah. Love, yeah. love song. Mm-hmm. There's, a lot that, there's a lot that aren't even Again, on though, it's funny because, you know, deal. if you asked me a year or two ago, could you write and produce a song, you know, for the guys, I would be terrified and be like, no. Um, more so just because, you know, people are telling us no and, like, you don't have what it takes and all this baloney. But I feel like we were like, how, how are you going to let another human being just another person tell you being just another human being that you can't do what you want to do like 
Right. Well, obviously, you know, we were born to make music to some extent. You know, we can all sing and play instruments, like arrogance aside, you know, but uh, we all feel this gifting in music. So, I don't know, for me, it was almost like, how am I going to take advice from, especially someone who's not, you know, gifted in that way? How are they going to put me down and tell me I can't do it? You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I just, there's a lot of that in this business and just in people in general. They, you know, it, some people just don't want to see other people succeed. And I would just say, like, just go for it, you know? Well, in the 30 Days episode, Daniel, you were talking about how Fallen, I guess, didn't connect with the fans as much as you want. Why do you think that happened? Um, I think, honestly, a big portion of it was, you know, we we were gone for a long time, nine months. And honestly, I was equally blown away by the fact that the fans stuck with us that long because that's almost a year of waiting that's a long time and equally you know i think that they you know didn't expect such a different sound and we didn't really uh have the time after covid hit to explain fully who why don't we was and why the sound changed and all this stuff you know we were on the same page with them before the nine months of where we were at and, uh, you know, we didn't really get to explain it fully. And I think now they're really starting to understand, you know, how much we care about the music. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, it, it was it was such a clutter of just like a tough season of, you know, just dying to put out the music. And so the second we could, we threw Fallen out. But I wish, you know, we had had, had a moment to explain, I guess, you know, where we were at. I, I think also... We should mention that we set our expectations really high. As yeah, band. Fallen didn't. So, so it's, you know. yeah, no, Fallen has done very well for us, and, and we're super appreciative of the reaction and, and everything. But, you know, when we came out with it, we were like, oh, this is, you know, our expectation was this is going to be our number one. This is going to be our huge debut. Like, yeah. Um, but, oh, Google's talking. Dude, Google's <laughs> tweaking. Um, Hold up. But that was our first song to hit the Billboard Hot 100. It came in at number 37 on the Hot 100, which was crazy, and we were flipping out. We were like, Hey, Google, stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Fully self-written, fully self-produced. It was was just one of those things where we were like, oh my God, like, our song is actually doing this. Um, And, uh, yeah, but I mean, our expectations are always really high, so I feel like we continuously don't meet our expectations because yeah, we set yeah. them so high but i think that's also kind of contributed to just our drive and yeah. like yeah. our dedication to just keep moving forward right. because there's a lot of boxes on our bucket list that we haven't checked off yet and and an equal amount if not more that we have checked off but we're always looking at like what's next what's next how can we do better for our fans and for ourselves and like um, well well, after yeah. you put out Fallen, you then did Lotus In and Slow Down. Were you happy with the reaction to those two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Slow Down's my favorite music video we've shot. Yeah. Lotus In, I'm just dying to do live. Yeah. I, I, that song is meant to be performed live, and that was like literally the whole motive behind mm-hmm. Lotus In. Um, but yeah, I mean, this whole album, we've just been so excited to put out. And so now I think I'm really in the boat of... I want them to hear the whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think the whole... That's what's tough is this whole album is what really tells the fans a story that we were hoping they would already know when Fallen came out, you yeah. know? Um, but I think they'll get it when they hear the whole, you know, the whole thing. But I can't blame them, you know, for being a bit thrown off because 
we came out with was it chills before before Fallen? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Came out with chills, totally different sound than Fallen, and then a year later came out with Fallen, and you know that's like a it's a lot to swallow as a fan. It's just, it's very different, you know. But again, they came around, and and you know that's not easy to do as a fan typically. So I you know really thankful that they did you know grow to love it. The Good Times and the Bad Ones, that is the name of the album. You got to listen to it. There's a link in the description below. And, and personally, in my opinion, I think you have positioned yourself with this new album perfectly to feed those who have been with you from the very beginning, but also bring on a bunch of new people that weren't there before. So, uh, bravo. Just keep making art that's true to you. It hits different, and it's really fun fucking awesome it sounds really great and you should be forever proud i I do love you too and uh thank you yeah y'all are Uh, superstars jack i had a question what's up bro is there a reason you're the only one wearing black on the album cover (laughs) um (laughs) oh is he it's kind of like the ugly duckling effect (laughs) black sheep literally yeah the black sheep thing (laughs) um I don't know. I just decided to look the freshest that day. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll leave it up to the fans. That's the proper yeah, answer. So. You guys, so yeah. I thought too much into it, and I thought maybe everyone's wearing white, Jack's wearing black, you mix it together, you get gray. I thought it was a representation of the song Gray. Oh, sure. Hey, that's we're actually like that that's from exactly really, what we thought. You're right. Yeah, so uh, from yeah. the jump when we started gray. Though, How did you know, bro? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just figured it out. Yeah, um, crazy. So good. What else do you have stirring in your head? Anything? For me? Yeah, yeah, you. Oh, I just want to like. So usually, you know, you put out an album or a project, you get ready to go on tour. What do you guys do now? Mm, we make more music. We go home and cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe a virtual concert. Hopefully, or, yes. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, thinking about a virtual we're, show. We're dying to get on the road, so we'll see. Just nothing the is the same. same. Time, the virtual show is not the same. I will say no. we got more music you know this this is the start of something, something new, new. And you're so right to be here like we're gonna make this album and disappear again you know this this is just the start. this is our this is our baby and and to some extent too we're kind of mentally treating this album almost like a debut album yeah um because it's it is the start of something, something new. new for us uh, you know no pun intended nah, actually pun intended yeah, but take it um yeah that was a good point. yeah so I, I think it's only up from here and mm-hmm. i think we found our our sound for yeah. the time being and and i think we've we've really done a lot of like exploring sonically and and just within ourselves and so for us it's only up from here and um we're just ready to take our fans with us and um, <laughs> write some more great music i also think just like longevity wise it's it's a good move like um i think people think of boy bands and they're like oh you know they'll be a thing for four or five years and then that'll be that and it's a whole thing so i feel like with us actually making the music and writing the songs and 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 producing it and and playing instruments on stage and that kind of a thing it's not so much like manufactured by the whole machine that is the music industry and then they decide when we're done it's like more like no we can make it you know what i mean like we we're we're doing it and and uh yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think I think fans will, fans will feel that, and we'll be around 10, 10 years from now. You know well, I mean? that I was going to ask about that. So, you know, you guys have been labeled a boy band. We've joked about the man band thing in the past, but at <laughs> what point do you guys just become a band if you're 
bunch of guys on stage playing instruments. After yeah. this, uh, do you mind if we rap? Sorry, they got to jump. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think now it's necessarily about not being a boy band and, and shoving that aside. Um, you know, we are a heads, boy band. Let's in just... our heads, it was that for a while because of just, you know, what was whispered, not whispered in our ears, but, you know, the conversations you have with the people of the industry, you know, and, and kind of like what Jonah was saying, the whole shelf life of a boy band and, you know, the connotation around the word boy band. We were like, we don't want to be labeled as this one single thing. But yeah. I think there's also something like, we can't deny the fact that we're five guys in a band. And, Dude, I love being in a boy band. Um, Are you kidding me? If yeah, anything... I would never get a girl if I'd, <laughs> yeah, I was in a boy band. If, if anything, I think our goal now would be to just take that, whatever negative connotation some people have around that term, I, I hope we can take it and, and give it a new light um, for bands now and bands in the future, you know? But also um, perceptions are going to change the second y'all are behind instruments, you know, and actually performing. Yeah, and we just, like, I don't know, we, just, we you know, we don't want to... I think there's this weird roboticness that comes with, like, boy band. And yeah. we're, like, we are a boy band, but we're not going to, you know, we do love music and we want to make... Yeah. The music we love to make, we don't want to just like go for the here's the boy band, like, yeah, you know, package deal. The good times and the bad ones, why don't we? I appreciate you guys taking the time and hanging out. Yeah, link in the description below. Please listen to the album. Um, it's a treat for your ears. Um, hey, man. I like that. I like the way that you put that. Hopefully, so much. next album, it's in person. Please, yeah, yeah, I know, please. dude. Yeah, we gotta figure that out. Yeah, I just want to see just your cute face on the on behind the uh, mask, you know. Thank no, you so yeah. much. Yeah, you, you have a nice couch there, but it's not the same as mine. No, no the couch close. is sitting in the kitchen. No <laughs> pillows or nothing. I know. Yeah. Sorry, that cat pillow that you have. Well, congratulations to each and every one of you on this release. You should be very, very proud. Thank you hey, so thanks much. so much, man. Thank and you for uh, the support, man. You've always shown us. Always, forever and always. And uh, yeah, it's very cool to hear those songs from that day in Memphis come to life like this. It's fucking yeah. amazing. Oh, dude, that day was a day. Yeah, <laughs> it was a day. It was a day. <laughs> hey, uh, love and appreciate you guys. Have a great day and a great release week. Right. Yeah, thank you exactly. so much, brother. Thanks for having us on the Peace show, out, y'all. Man. Anytime. Hey, beautiful human. Thanks for joining our conversation with Why Don't We? I really appreciate you. Please let me know what you're listening to and who we should talk to next. Zach Sang on Twitter, Instagram, all of it. Peace and love. Talk soon.